When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bail on Mustache Man. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With the 22nd pick in the 2020 draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, LSU. With the 31st pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Jeff Gladney, defensive back, TCU. I think the biggest thing that kind of lifted him up through this process uh, was you've seen good speed on tape and you've seen the speed after the catch. Uh, but when he went and ran in the four fours at the combine, that just elevated his status more. And the other thing, just a great kid. And when you can add a great talent, uh, that's also a great person. We feel very fortunate that he was there at 21. All right. Welcome in to Mackie and Judd with Rami here on Score North, the Score North app, which is free to download. And the TCL Studios is where we are doing the show here today. Uh, gentlemen, such a fun night last night. Really no technical glitches. And so we're going to dive into all of our favorite things at some point from the first ever Zoom edition of the NFL Draft. They just showed one of them, Roger Goodell trying to virtually hug someone through the screen. That was amazing. Rami is honoring the Old Spice robe moment we saw last yes, night. Yes, sir. With his own robe on the video stream here. It's an here. Old Spice robe. And that looks like some sort of an Old Spice sticker. It is you... the uh, label off my deodorant, gentlemen, oh. that I peeled off and stuck to my robe. I give you kudos for that Just trying today. to get that endorsement money, man. Just trying to get that endorsement <laughs> you know, money. Product placement. Hustle, hustle. De- Declan was all down on that. And he was saying that Rami shouldn't, he was not dressed appropriately for work. I said, no, Declan, this is outstanding. I will, I will say this. In time of quarantine, I, I give will Rami say, props. It's, it's a joke. It's a prop, right? It's a joke. It's playing off, uh, who was the guy from Alabama who did it last night? I'm drawing a blank now. Somebody was it Judy? Third. Henry Ruggs III. Henry, Henry Ruggs, Ruggs III, III okay. was the one. So I, I wore it to like spoof that and as a joke. And you guys get the joke. Anybody watching us on the video stream at Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook, they get the joke. The problem is, I go to get a coffee during a commercial break, and I'm walking past people who are sitting in their office, and there aren't many of them, but one of them is our general manager, and I'm walking past them in their office dressed in a bathrobe and carrying a mug of coffee like like I'm living here, and I don't know that they get the joke, and now I just look like the guy who wore a bathrobe to work. You know, at least you hedged with the undershirt. That's true. You did hedge a little bit with the undershirt. And I'm disappointed by that. <laughs> you want me to come in shirtless? <laughs> You would have had the roll on. That's a not. that's a trap question, okay? <laughs> and the chest hair poking through. I don't have a lot of chest hair. 
Really? Surprisingly not hairy from the waist up I'm, for an Aero I'm man. good. You're not I'm, proving that. Good with you not proving that. I'm surprised that. by that. I I'm am not too. Sure, I'm not sure I'm buying it. I am too. This is too far already. So Most of my ancestors look like they're wearing a sweater. And <laughs> good God. Basically, so do I. <laughs> there it is. Again, too far right already, there. guys. Right there. <laughs> Show's all about so, full disclosure, boys. Two minutes. Full Anyhow, disclosure. we are two draft? hours away yes, from please. the second night of the NFL draft, and you can find live and local coverage right here on Score North with Matthew Collar. Put a quarter in him last night, and he was incredible, calling and breaking down all the picks. Judd Zolgat will be in there tonight. The Vikings with uh, a wide receiver and a cornerback last night, but I think we should start the show celebrating the biggest move the Vikings made last night, which was securing the rights to Aaron Rodgers as their starting quarterback in 2022. <laughs> Who's with me? Oh, I know where Who you're is going with me. With I'm in. I know where you're Packer going. Packer vent line, baby. <laughs> go, Pack, go! And, in the, I mean, just listening to you guys the last 20 minutes or so, I, I, you guys are shell-shocked. I'm shell-shocked. I don't know what is going on right now. Goody, I, you know, I'm... I'm I'll I'll start the the, the fire Goody uh, uh, you know the, the petition right now if you want to because I don't see where we're going right now and and and, and I guess I'm in a lot of angst obviously. Uh, clearly. Go Pat, go. <laughs> oh come on, give me one more. People have been waiting for this all day. Oh, yeah, we can't stop there. I don't know if this is correct. I'm only going to read Charles' tweet. He said, I just checked this. I grabbed my Lindy's draft guide for this season. Jordan Love, per Lindy's, pro comparison is, he says, wait for it, Brett Hundley. Oh, my God. Don't do that, dude. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Send us all in coronary failure. <laughs> Go, go. Courtesy of our friends on the fan in Milwaukee, <laughs> Robbie's old stop. My guy, Gary Ellerson, never disappoints. God, I like, love him. Okay. He was upset last night. But I, I, you know, I think if you're grading the Vikings draft, number one, they, they grabbed one of the best wide receivers in the country, and then they grabbed a cornerback that I will, I will trust Mike Zimmer's judgment, and I will trust smarter people than me. Matthew Collar liked the pick. But, like, included in the Vikings draft is the fact that your main division rival with a Hall of Fame quarterback already on its roster did nothing in the first round to help its chances to be better in 2020 for the second time in 15 years. It's, it's amazing. But it worked out for him 15 years ago. And that, that's, been well, my, that's been my caution to everybody. And, look, I'm taking joy in this today. I love hearing those clips. I hope we have more of them. Last night, it was my favorite thing on Twitter Watching, but watching Packers fans lose their minds over the draft choice. But I can tell you from firsthand experience that this was very much the reaction when Aaron Rodgers was taken and they still had Brett Favre. And that worked out all right for him. And the way our luck has gone, me being a Bears fan, you guys being Vikings people, Jordan Love will be the next great quarterback in the NFL, and we'll all regret having these laughs in three or four years from right now. Now, I covered that draft in 2005 when Aaron got taken. And I will say this at at that time, because he was attached at the hip to Alex Smith, and it was a one-two, any logical person by the time it got to 24 and he was still there was like, well, we all love Favre in Green Bay, but this is a reach. And Collar kept saying that. So the difference here is Rodgers had the potential, and and that was more of a, well, we all love Brett. This is... 
Aaron needs more help here. And that Packer team in 2005 was a better team than this team. I just, I'm with Phil. I love the fact that everything syncs up perfectly, including the opening start as a Packer for Jordan Love will coincide with Aaron Rodgers' first start at U.S. Bank Stadium. I, just, I really don't want to hear what they got. They gave up to get this kid. I just I can't I can't stomach it. It's to the point where I don't even want them to play this year. You just blew it, man. Like you don't you don't you don't address a need. You haven't gave this man an offensive offensive weapon since 2012. You know what? Somebody let Ted out of quarantine, and they all up there drinking uh, hand sanitizer. That's the only thing I could think about. He doesn't even want to watch football this year. He doesn't want the season to be played. <laughs> Did I hear that right? Did that Packer fan just become the first guy to root for coronavirus, basically? Uh, kind of, yeah. Yes. A little bit. Oh, man. <laughs> it was it was the best thing of last night, you guys. Without a, I mean, it's just it's so delicious. God. And I, I would love to have been a fly on the wall wherever Aaron Rodgers was last night. I don't know. Is Aaron Rodgers the type of guy with his... Mountain man beard that he's been sporting now. Do you think he sits down and watches the draft? I mean, there's there's not much to no, do. So, no. but like, if you're him, as, as vindictive as Brett Favre sort of was. Brett Favre is a little bit. You know, I think Brett was a little bit more gregarious and fun loving and could sort of fake like he liked Aaron Rodgers and slap him on the butt. I don't oh, know no, if Aaron Rodgers can fake it. No, no, no. I, I think you have it. I think you have it backwards, Mackie. Brett Favre wanted nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers, and especially when Aaron Rodgers showed up and literally at breakfast, his first meeting with Aaron Rodgers, he said, what's up, Grandpa? That was how he introduced himself <laughs> to the it. guy who he would replace and then later wanted to compare Wonderlick scores. So he was not in the good graces of Brett Favre, and Brett Favre did not. Now, he never said anything to the media, but Brett Favre did not mind making it known behind the scenes that he really wanted nothing to do with mentoring or really being around Aaron Rodgers and having a relationship with him. I think... I think that, yes, Aaron Rodgers is is spiteful. Aaron Rodgers is offended by this. But I also think Aaron Rodgers has been trying his whole career to not be Brett Favre. He tries. He goes out of his way to be the anti-Brett Favre, all the way down to the way that he plays the game and being so risk-averse and not wanting to rack up interceptions because he knows that's the one knock on Brett Favre, and people will point to that as the reason that they didn't win more Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers will play this off perfectly in the media behind closed doors i'm not saying he'll embrace him and take on the mentor role and get him ready to eventually take his job but he'll 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 forge a a genial okay relationship and have it be a peaceful quarterback room with 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 uh with his his soon to be replacement the packers though when they took aaron don't forget, Brett was by that point, at least once if not twice a year, threatening retirement, all right? So they were basically, if not panicked, when when Thompson took over for Mike Sherman as GM, he was to a point very wisely saying, are you going to do this? Because if, if you are, he, he had started to threaten to retire in 1999. So we were talking six years of this threat. Aaron doesn't threaten that. But here's the hope. If you are, are a Viking fan in addition to the fact that Rodgers is almost certainly going to play quarterback for you one day. Yeah, yeah that's, here, I, that is not a joke, by the way. Here, he will. Here, here is the, but before you get to the end of that, that uh, potential rainbow, here is your hope. Last night created a rift which will never be recovered from between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. 
Because Matt LaFleur, the second-year coach, the quarterback guru, the offensive guru, who who we know Aaron sort of got along with, but it didn't sound like it was always hunky-dory in 2019. We know there's no question he signed off on this move. Yes. So he's basically got the guy who he's going to perceive as, well, Aaron's great, but I got Jordan Love. This could create a magnificent rift. What you just said is why the Zoom draft was a bad thing for the Packers. Because (laughs) if there was no Zoom draft, none of us would have seen publicly on national TV Matt LaFleur smiling and celebrating the draft pick. But now that footage is out there for everyone to see. This is a, a situation where I think if the Packers would have done some more planning ahead, and we'll get to all the Viking stuff here. It's just hilarious that the Packers, the, the, the outrage, and if you're a Vikings fan, you got to be just as happy about this Packers thing. But if you're Matt LaFleur and you were thinking ahead two, three steps, you can definitely want your next quarterback, but I'm telling the general manager in the front office, I'm telling Gutekunst, listen, I need to play the good cop here, okay? Like, I can't... It, it, I can't have Aaron Rodgers thinking that I'm celebrating that his replacement's on the roster. So, well, hey, in secret, I love it. It's a great draft pick, and I definitely think this guy can be the quarterback of the future. To preserve the Aaron Rodgers relationship, he has to be the good cop. And there he is on national TV, smiling and celebrating. He's He's got his guy to replace Aaron Rodgers. Go, Pat, go! I don't get it. I mean, mean, we, we can look into this and try to dissect it. Um... All I can do is just go back and my, my, you know, as I just try to take it all in, maybe the relationship with Rodgers and LaFleur is not what we thought that it was. Otherwise, otherwise you go get a player that can help you win today. And this guy doesn't help us do that today. Right. Go, Pat, go! Hacker Matt Lombard. So somber. One simple question. <laughs> Does Aaron Rodgers, in his season or two, as a Minnesota Viking, get this team where Brett Favre couldn't? Yes. Yes. Does he win it? I think Aaron Rodgers is... The, the, the knock on Aaron Rodgers is sometimes he doesn't make the fourth quarter comeback or the risk, right? Like, if you look at Aaron Rodgers' career... Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have the fourth quarter comebacks of, like, I, I haven't looked at Brett Favre, but like Tom Brady, et cetera, et cetera. But he also isn't going to throw the interception that Brett Favre did in the 2009 NFC Championship game. Aaron Rodgers will not throw that pass. And so I think if you can get, and I am dead serious when I say this, Tua would have been amazing if Rami's theory would have come to fruition and Tua falls, awesome, you got a quarterback of the future. I'm now okay with Kirk Cousins' contract as of last night. <laughs> I am. <laughs> because in two years, you can get out from underneath it. And in two years, Aaron Rodgers will only be 38 years old. Brett Favre was 40. Aaron Rodgers will be younger when he becomes available than Brett Favre was when he joined the Vikings. And Rodgers, a, vin, a vindictive Rodgers, is going to be gasoline, baby. Like, I am, I am here for it in two years. And and if and just in case you think this is tongue in cheek or like oh come on oh, you guys no no I don't think it is at all the Vikings have brought in Warren Moon they've brought in Randall Cunningham they've brought in Jeff George 
They've brought and in Jim McMahon, Jim McMahon, Ben Romney's guy, Donovan McNabb, Brett Favre. Like it is one hundred percent going to happen. Make no mistake, Aaron Rodgers will play for the Vikings because of what the Packers did last night, and it is amazing. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, and I sh- I share two traits with Aaron Rodgers, I'm vengeful and petty. Um, I I I'm in the gym like as soon as they announce that pick, I'm getting in the gym. I'm studying film. I'm going and throwing to somebody, and I'm getting ready to have the greatest year of my career. And then I'm demanding a trade the day the season is over. And however the season ends, happen. if it's if it's a Super Bowl win, if if they fall short of the playoffs, I'm doing everything in my power to put up a career year. And he is the type who's fueled by people doubting him. And then I demand a trade, and I say I'm never playing quarterback again for the Green Bay Packers. You want Jordan Love? You can have Jordan Love. Trade me today. I'm not playing quarterback for you. That's how I would approach this. And then you you go to the Jets, where you play a year, you, in air quotes, retire, you come out of retirement, (laughs) and become a Viking. Okay, I've got one request. And this, this can be fulfilled by the National Football League. But we've seen enough from the last dance. Can we have a camera crew every step of the way with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers in 2020? Everything they do, I want documented. Because, you know what? The Last Dance shows the prospect of seeing hatred, pettiness. It's the greatest reality show. There's no show among a bunch of people who you throw together in some house in Malibu that comes close to it. Please? Uh, I'm here for it. You guys want one more sad Packer fan here? Yes. One more? Yeah. Is that all we have is one more? No, we have way more. Way more. One more? Um, I'm not going to say Rodgers is fragile, but it seems like about every two to three years he's injured for part of the year, so maybe this is going to help us out a little bit. I don't know. I just don't understand why they moved up for him, and um, overall I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I just don't understand why they moved up for him, so that's what I don't get. So. Okay. Okay, by the way, his contention was Aaron Rodgers is hurt all the time. Aaron Rodgers has played all 16 games in five of the past six seasons. One of my favorite things is when delusional Packer fans with no sense of quarterback reality, start to look at Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and be like, well, I mean, like, they're garbage. Like, no, you haven't... People walk a mile in a Bears, Browns, your, or Vikings your bench. age, Phil, in Green Bay have no idea. Dude, yes. I Like, no idea. No point... If, if the key to life is points of reference, they have zero. People Rami's age in Green Bay are probably close to having no points of reference. Okay, Matthew tweets into the show, Matthew T. He says, Rodgers isn't stupid enough to trash his legacy and play for a division rival he got to see (laughs) far tarnish his. Honestly, there's a chance Aaron Rodgers would look at, it would be the exact opposite, that he would look and say, all right, well, I don't want to play here anymore because I'm vindictive. What can I do to one-up Brett Favre one last time? What if I went to Minnesota and I won the damn Super Bowl and I didn't throw that interception in the NFC Championship game? Oh, this is so much fun. Yeah, you think? God dang it. Rami, do you have that mock draft site, by the way? I can pull it up if you'd like. Because the Vikings are going to be on the clock again here before too you know, long. No, I checked it earlier today, though, and they didn't seem to update it with day two what? and three mock drafts. Whoa. The mock draft ESPN database. ESPN did a uh, emergency Google search. Second round mock. Yeah, no, it looks like they're only showing first-round mocks. How can that be a legitimate um, NFL mock source of database? mockage, then? Well, that's just laziness. Well, I found one. 
I wanna mock. Mock. I want to mock. Mock. I want to mock. All right. This is from. Actually, you know what? This was supposed to be Todd McShay's day to mock. It's from Scouts Inc., but it's from Steve Munch. It mm-hmm. looks like so. This is. This is the backup mocker for Todd McShay, who is sidelined with coronavirus. Jonathan, if you would do the honors. The Jordan Love of Mocking. Yeah, they haven't updated this in 16 hours at NFL Mock Draft Database. Dropping the ball. Dude, that is terrible. We should be out. All right. Pick number one in the second round, T. Higgins to the Bengals. Wide receiver Clemson. A little run on wide receivers here. Michael Pittman Jr. to the Colts. Xavier McKinney. Safety Alabama to the Giants at 36. That's the guy that has fallen the most when you look at where he's at on most big boards. 37 to the New England Patriots. Antoine Winfield Jr., gentlemen. That's a Belichick player right there. He'd be smart, he'd be a gr- multiple. Great Patriot. Yep. Trayvon Diggs to the Panthers with the 38th pick next. DeAndre Swift running back Georgia to the Dolphins at 39. I'm going to scroll down here now. And get to the Minnesota Vikings at pick 58. Selecting, wow, this would be a tumble. If this happened, I think the Vikings would be super happy to land offensive tackle Josh Jones from Houston. I want to mock. Mock. I want to mock. Mock. Boy, if they landed Josh, there's talk about Josh Jones late in the first round. I don't know about him getting to 58. Yeah, I can't see that. That's uh, a precipitous fall by Josh Jones right there. Well, it is it is the Jordan Love mocker here. It's not Aaron Rodgers. So last so. night, so in in your first two picks at 25 and or at 22 and 31 last night, you got off to I think a nice start. Like we don't know for sure, but it looks good. But let me say the work. Like congratulations, back to work now. I see. Two options. But that we find out in the coming hours that there's been a trade completed with Washington and Trent Williams left tackle is now a Viking, in which case you probably sent, let's say, a third round, fourth round pick, something like that. Okay. Or your other one in my mind is if it's not going to be workable and and either um Washington is looking for too much or the Williams camp wants too much contractually. I think you need to come up in the second round tonight. I'd like to see them. So if they're not going to make the trade to get the veteran left tackle, what I would really like to see them do is what they didn't do a few years ago and get aggressive and come up in the second round and grab a third player that they have earmarked, that they really like, who can fill a certain need. But I don't think you wait to, I don't think if you don't make that trade that you wait to 58. Yeah. And Rick Spielman, I don't know if it was in his. Post first round Zoom last night, I did see a quote float across Twitter from Rick Spielman that said, "We plan to be aggressive with the twelve remaining picks we have." And does that mean trading for an established player like a Trent Williams? Or does it mean moving up to get a tackle? Uh, the other news that pertains to the Vikings' search for a, a long term left tackle is the fact that the Browns are, according to credible reports, officially out. And that's they, they drafted a tackle in the first round, so I think you could speculate that anyways. But the Browns were the main team that kept popping up in rumors and discussions surrounding Trent Williams, and the fact that they're out, I think, means that the the price tag goes down. So you but might be able to get Trent for something other than a second-round pick. You're using reason and logic. They're negotiating with Dan Snyder. That's the problem, and you're using of reason and logic, that he doesn't necessarily... 
He doesn't necessarily follow those laws, General, gentlemen. He has no leverage whatsoever. Now, maybe there's one or two other teams, mystery teams, that are competing with the Vikings to acquire Trent Williams, and then the price gets driven up a little bit, but Trent Williams ain't playing football for Washington. Yeah, if you're Washington, again, I I, I'm about to use logic again here, so slap me really on the back stop of the that. You should really cut that out. Like, if you're Washington, wouldn't you want to just be just move on from this mess? Well, just move on from it. I want it's been pick. two years. I want the pick. Give me the pick. If, what do you mean, if you're Washington? Yes, like if you're offering me a third or fourth round pick, that's not a bad pick. Agreed, that's what I'm saying. Just, like, take, the, just take the pick. And so, so who's left? Because the Jets got a tackle, Tampa Bay got a tackle, Cleveland. Now, there was a report today, and I don't know if it was the Cronin Kime report uh, that we referenced during the course of Ventline or not, but there was a report that it was, it was the Vikings and like one or two mystery teams, which, by the way, I'm not buying. So, again, Dan Snyder. Yeah, one of them was an XFL team. Yeah, sit down, shut up, and take the pick. Yeah, that's what's going to happen, I think. I don't, I don't know how you can ju- – if somebody's offering you – the Vikings, by the way, have three third-round picks right now. You're telling me that a third-round pick at this point in the game, you can just be done with it if you're Dan Snyder. You can still get a really good player to deep round, draft. Two third-round picks, right? I think it's three. I, I thought it was three picks today. I thought it was 58 in the second and two in the third, and then I thought it was nine picks on Saturday. Either way, like you have multiple third-round picks. <laughs> I became so confused last night by this entire process and trying to and trying to do the math of the new picks, though, after they take if, with the Niners. I have, a, I have a list of all their picks here somewhere in my notes. Let me find I threw it up on scorenorth.com. Actually, that's where I stole night. it from, but I'm going to pretend like it's mine, if you don't mind, Judd. Uh, remaining picks. If you could <laughs> reference me, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, this, is courtesy, secure on picks. this is courtesy of Judd Zulga. <laughs> never heard of him. From Score You're North. Right. No, Judd's right. Judd's right. Never I, heard of it. Uh, second round, number 58, and then third round, 89, 105. Fourth round, 117 and 132. Fifth round, numbers 155 and 170. Sixth round numbers 201 and 205, and seventh round 219, 249, and 253. Again, courtesy of some hack named Judd Zulgad from Score where, North. Where I made my mistake is I went to Vikings.com where they mistakenly had pick 117 listed as a third round pick. Oh. It has now been changed to a fourth round pick. Gotcha. Semantics are your friend. It's here. just a team site. Don't worry about it. Okay. So they screwed it up last night. I, I literally cut and pasted from their notes, and they had 117 as a third round pick. Shame on Vikings.com. Right under the bus. Rami. Shame on Vikings.com. Went right under the wheel. I know the bullets are flying, but come on, keep up, folks. <laughs> keep up. Mackie needs you. But if you came out of this tonight, you have, you have a second round pick and, a, and two third round picks tonight. If you came out of this with Trent Williams for one of those picks, win, and then use the other two on whatever else you want, like literally draft a guard, draft a pass rusher, like draft another cornerback if you want to. It's yeah. a it's a grand slam, and it seems reasonable if. Back to Rami's point, if not for Dan Snyder. That's really the only thing standing in the way. If there let's say there is a bidding war. And let's say you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do everything you can to get Trent Williams. Somehow Dan Snyder has three or four teams vying for Trent Williams. What's the highest price you'd pay? Like would you pay a second round pick? Yeah. Cause I would. I'd give up a second I would, round I, pick. Honestly, at this point, point, it's a late second round pick. You got two thirds, two fourths coming up. I do it. Just fix your left tackle spot. And if Trent if 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 Trent Williams is going to come back and even be 75 or 80% of the player he was, he's only 31 years old, it solves that problem, not just for this year. It solves it for like the next three years probably. Maybe even more if you're lucky. The only way I, I would give up my second-round pick in that trade is if I've done the prudent and smart thing, and that is gone around the league rules and flown a doctor to check on him personally, which I would do. I would violate that rule. What are you going to do? Take a draft pick? Maybe. You'll probably find me if you find out. 
which my, with my folks, it'd be very clandestine, so you wouldn't. Why don't you send the doctor with the uh, second, seventh-round pick that they have and just say, here's the fine, just take the seventh-round pick. But I would, I, I would have circumvented the rules by now and cheated, and if they came back and said, hey, he's fine, then I consider it the second-round pick. Now, you know what constitutes dirty talk in Rick Spielman's ear? When you whisper, seventh-round compensatory pick. Oh, I thought it might be football and chill. <laughs> <laughs> that too that too uh, by the way hey quick shout out to loyal listener you like that our friend you like that on twitter who we interact with on the show he made some write that down predictions i hear it's his birthday this weekend so happy birthday you like that we appreciate you listening to mackie and judd with rami you can find all kinds of reaction to night one of the draft on demand at scorenorth.com, Purple Podcast, our instant reaction as the picks were being made last night on our Scornorth Draft Special. And night two fires up live and local in an hour and a half with Judd Zolgad and Matthew Collar here. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on Scornorth and the Scornorth app. And uh, we'll come back and we'll dive into some more discussions off of last night's happenings with the Minnesota Vikings. Jonathan here with the Score North download. Time is running out for a little April quarantine relief, courtesy of Score North Listening Rewards. Thanks to our many great local partners, Score North Listening Rewards is here to help with some cash relief during the coronavirus pandemic. Score North is giving you the chance at $25 to $200 in cash just for listening to us and having the mobile app. For your chance at free cash, download the Score, the Score North mobile app, register your app, and you could be a winner. Over at scorenorth.com right now and on that free Score North mobile app, we have all your day one draft coverage that you could ever want from Matthew Collar's article breaking down how the board felt perfectly for the Vikings on day one of the draft and the analysis of both of those picks from Judd Zolgad over at scorenorth.com and the free Score North mobile app. Judd Zolgad and Matthew Collar will be back here on Score North from 6 till whenever round three ends tonight as we continue our draft coverage here on Score North, so stick with us. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. DJ, I'm surprised he was there. I thought he'd go more middle of the first round at 13, 14, 15 area. The big games, Georgia, Oklahoma, Clemson, late in the year, he had 30 receptions in those three football games. Then he ran 4-4-3 at the combine, when a lot of people thought he'd run 4-5-5. Joe Brady really improved, coaching up those receivers. He eliminated those drops, and Justin Jefferson became, like Joe Burrow, a completely different player in 2019 as he was in 2018. That allowed him to move up from the second round into the first round. That's uh, Mel Kuyper breaking down Vikings wide receiver now, Justin Jefferson. I love that they've used the same background music for Kuyper's breakdowns since, like, 1993. It has not changed. Listen to this. Yeah, okay. I like that draft. I mean, Justin Jefferson fell with them at 22. I didn't think he'd be there. Jeff Gladney is a guy. He's a smart football player. He knows how to use his hands, not just penalties. You'll say, well, he can be handsy. Well, he's smart. He knows how to get in there, still be physical, yet not get draw penalty flags. I love his savvy, and I love the fact that he's already a guy coming into the NFL who should be a rookie starter and help that secondary, which is what Minnesota needs at that cornerback spot. I yeah. think the Vikings did a really good job with those first two picks. Why mess with a good thing? If it ain't broke, Dude, it's great. don't fix it. It's great music. It's great. I need like I need like a soundtrack to whenever we can work out again in gyms and stuff or just that sound bed. Yep. Just get just pumped up, man. Work out to the Kuiper music. Let's get pumped up. Do you guys want to hear Michael Irvin's analysis on Justin Jefferson? Yeah. All right, this is Michael Irvin. But this kid can flat out play 
football. He made great plays deep, made plays over top of people, and when he does get the ball in his hands, he can take short, short passes and make long, long plays out of them. Justin Jefferson going to Minnesota. I tell you, DJ, hell, that's going to be a great pick. Yeah, look, you look at this player on tape, he reminds me so much of Keenan Allen and what he did in the slot, Mike. His ability to separate, he catches everything, he's always where he's supposed to be. He's a pro, and when I talked to the folks down at LSU, they said, look, his brother who played at LSU was roommates with Patrick Peterson. This kid was running routes against Patrick Peterson when he was a teenager. He's not going to be intimidated when he steps into an NFL locker room. And Mel, I had a buddy in the league that said this was Gary Kubiak's favorite receiver in the draft. He's going to catch a million balls in Minnesota. DJ, I'm surprised he was there. I thought he'd go more middle of the first round. I love that. I love prediction. A million passes. A million passes. That would be some kind of record. That would be a record. That would be some kind of record. He's going to Canton. Dude, plus he's probably going to drop a couple, so you have to be targeted even more than that's a, million a record. Is, does a million does a million catches punch your ticket to Canton? Is it a sure thing? Oh, I think so. You yeah. think so, Judd? Although it's tough as a receiver, you bring up a good point. It's a pass happy era. It is. Those numbers are executed. I don't know, Jim. I don't know about that. You might be right. Dude, he brings up Daniel Jeremiah brought up Keenan Allen as a comparison. I'll tell you what: if the Vikings just landed Keenan Allen 2.0 with Justin Jefferson, that is an incredible add to to Adam Thielen. Keenan Allen, who's just sort of been sequestered out in San Diego and Los Angeles playing football in a soccer stadium, all due respect, Jonathan, he's put up 100 catches the last three years and an average of like twelve or 1,300 yards and a bunch of touchdowns. So, like, if the Vikings are adding that, but but the Vikings have had a couple big whiffs on wide receivers in the first round recently. Cordell Patterson, Laquan Treadwell, Troy Williamson from 15 years ago. What gives you guys confidence or not that Justin Jefferson is not just another bust first-round wide receiver? Just by what I read, okay? So to be very clear, this is not a breakdown. Uh, we don't know. It, it's the first round. It looks it looks like the Vikings did a good job of filling a couple needs and got a couple of good players, but it looks that way. We don't know that for sure, certainly. But here's what I think the difference is in reading about Jefferson uh, compared to what we read or thought about Treadwell, and this especially applies to Cordero. Think about going back to Cordero, how excited they were about his freakish athletic ability, which, by the way, had almost nothing to do with real football games. Um, we were big on, oh, look at how he runs, and he's an unbelievable athlete, athlete, which is, that's fine, that's important, I get that. But I, I've i come to believe that when it comes to the receiver position, that's become such an overrated thing of straight line speed, you should yes. have seen it, you know. Troy Williamson, straight line speed. What gives me confidence, the one thing I read about Jefferson that I really liked was that he put up massive statistics at LSU in 2019, last season, playing in the slot, Okay. He told reporters on the conference or on the Zoom last night that previous to that, he had played pretty much exclusively outside. I love the fact that he's been moved around and clearly played in in what amounted to a pro-style offense and had to figure things out. Because I'm sick of drafting guys based on what somebody saw or saw at the Combine or saw on film as far as God-given athletic talent. Because we have learned, while that can be important, it doesn't necessarily translate. Uh, Treadwell, I just think, was broken down. But again, the other thing with Treadwell was he also couldn't run routes. 
I think we're talking about a guy who's going to get there from day one and not be a polished product in Jefferson, guys. Mm -hmm. But I do think the difference is he's going to have a very good head start on things and have a fighting chance to come in knowing what he's doing. And I think I can make a pretty good argument that Cordero and Laquan never figured out that key part. Yeah. Here's the thing. Go ahead, Ramia. Um do you guys want me to read off all the wide receivers who have been drafted in the first round since 2015? I heard your list. I, I heard this with the Courtney today. Yeah. If I do that, you're going to realize. And Justin, I'm not saying Justin Jefferson will be a bust. I'm not saying he won't live up to the expectations or the draft pick. The Vi- Vikings fans should be happy with the pick today, and the Vikings should be happy that he fell to 22 on the board. But ultimately, the NFL draft is random. Listen to this list of names of guys who are be talk- being talked about the same way that Justin Jefferson is, at least I would assume. Kevin White, Rashad Perriman, Philip Dorsett, Nelson Aguilar, Devontae Parker, Amari Cooper, Laquan Treadwell, Corey Coleman, Josh Doxson, Will Fuller, John Ross, Mike Williams, Corey Davis, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Nikhil Harry, and Marquise Brown. That's the list of first-round wide receivers taken since 2015. I think there's three guys on that board who have either lived up to expectations or yeah. the jury is still out. Yeah, it's fair. I think you know the that's what you're that's what you're up against with Justin. Def- that's what Justin Jefferson is up against. I should say. And again, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. The board fell in the in the Vikings' lap last night. They needed a wide receiver, and they got, according to most people who know a lot more about this draft than I do, one of the better ones and maybe the most NFL ready one in the draft based on his route running. I think the, you bring up a great point. I think it's a it's a great sort of cautionary tale and a and a pumping of the brakes. The two, I think the two counterpoints to that would be sometimes, if not oftentimes, it takes about three years for wide receivers to really grow into what they're going to become. In the NFL, a lot of unless you're talking about Randy Moss types, they don't just come out of the gate and catch 80 I, passes for 1,200 yards. I can go through yards. the list and tell you the guys who I know won't live up to first round for expectations sure. if for you sure. want to. No, I, I don't. Go ahead, Kevin White. <laughs> he's out of the league. Injuries with Kevin White, right? Okay, who took uh, him? He knew how to Bears. run two routes oh. when the Bears drafted. I forget. Him. I forget who took him. He knew how to run two routes. Listen to the, just the bitterness from that room. Brashad Perriman. Philip Dorsett, Nelson Aguilar, Devontae Parker, Laquan Treadwell, Corey Coleman, Josh Doxson, John Ross, Corey Davis, mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, and I guess I can't say it about Nikhil Harry and Marquise Brown, given they've played one year in this league. Yeah, but you got to give them two or three. The, the little bit that I saw of them, I don't, I don't, I don't see first round production coming out of those two guys in their NFL career. Could there, be wrong. There's definitely a risk. Sometimes these guys, maybe you can go through this part of the list, sometimes these guys fall victim to being drafted into an organization with a crappy quarterback and maybe even like a flawed offensive system. So I don't know if you could do the quick math on that. And I would look at this offense with Gary Kubiak. Not He's not going to air it out. I'm not talking about 150 targets by any means, but... It is a competent offensive system, and as much as we do tend to rag on Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is one of the 12 or 15 best quarterbacks in the world. If you're open, he's going to hit you. Uh, I mean, the knock on Cousins is more big games, road, primetime, fourth-quarter comebacks, things like that. But in the first quarter of a Week 3 game at noon at U.S. Bank Stadium, if Justin Jefferson runs a route, Kirk Cousins is going to find him. So he doesn't have to worry about Blake Bortles or some you know clown quarterback not really knowing what he's doing, he steps into a he steps into a pro offense and has a also has a pro guide in Adam Thielen standing next to him as well. 
I would also add to this conversation, because Keenan Allen was the name that Daniel Jeremiah brought up in his comparison, just to play this again. You look at this player on tape, he reminds me so much of Keenan Allen and what he did in the slot, Mike. His ability to separate, he catches everything, he's always where he's supposed to be. He's a pro, and when I talked to the folks down at LSU, they said, look, his brother who played at LSU was roommates with Patrick Peterson. This kid was running routes against Patrick Peterson when he was a teenager. He's not going to be intimidated when he steps into an NFL locker room. And Mel, I had a buddy in the league that said this was Gary Kubiak's favorite receiver in the draft. He's going to catch a million balls in Minnesota. So Keenan Allen, there was an article written right around when Keenan Allen was drafted. I think this was like a week or two before the 2013 draft from Bleacher Report's draft section. Is Keenan Allen's 40 time cause for major concern? University of California wide receiver Keenan Allen clocked in two separate 40-yard dash times on April 9th, running a 4.71 and a 4.75, a wide receiver. Bad straight line. And Ju- Justin Jefferson ran like a 4.3. Yep. You know, and, and is considered a good route runner. Yep. But Keenan Allen ran a 4.71 and a 4.75. If anything tells you that straight 40 time is not irrelevant, but like not very relevant to becoming a star wide receiver. Keenan Allen's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL the last three or four years, and he can't outrun a phone book, for God's sakes. My question on on this pick, too, is twofold. One is, what's the immediate expectation? So, because he can obviously, uh, Jefferson can come in and slot behind Thielen. Uh, the immediate, because if the immediate expectation is, oh my God, you don't have a receiver, you got to throw the ball to somebody, he's in trouble, probably. Um, he's not going to have that problem here. The other thing that we've learned with Williamson, that we've learned with um, Thielen as well, and Diggs too, and Patterson and Treadwell, is very simple. Learning curve. What's your desire to improve? Laquan Treadwell. It, it's hilarious now. But guys, the cautionary tale, if you, if Phil especially, if you recall from the first couple training camps, Laquan Treadwell worked his ass off on everything he was good at already. He would catch balls constantly. He didn't run routes, but he would catch from the jugs machine. He'd catch footballs. And and he got to the point of having run the steps so much that his head coach finally said, stop. Like, we don't need you running steps constantly. And if you're intent on improving at things that you already have either perfected or are good at and not improving on the nuances, I I don't think that that we get, because it's so easy to just sit down and watch a football game, like the nuances of running a precise route. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like... I'm going to go uh, to the fire hydrant and then cut to that guy's bike, and you're going to hit me there, and it's going to be the greatest yeah, school year. It's all, it's all choreography. It, it's all choreography, and and it's literally things like eight and a half yards. Mm-hmm. And and there are QBs, I think, who can be like, all right, you didn't run the right route, but I don't really care. But the majority of those guys, and I think Kirk Cousins is in this camp now, are guys who said, you didn't run the right route. I can't throw to you. And now you're done. Yeah, And that's where I think the problems start. And so if this kid is a student of the game, he's a smart kid, and has a desire to improve on things he is not already good at, that at least gives you a chance, gives you a chance to become a good player. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I like it on paper, and you know, I my one thing about drafting a wide receiver in the first round is just make sure you're not drafting a project. If you're if you're if you think you're getting a star and you're not drafting a project, I'm okay with the pick because it is a position of need. And on paper, he's not a project. Like all rookies are projects to some extent, but this dude comes in, and I don't think you have to worry about... I mean, even just look at what he did in college. Last year, he's playing against some of the best teams in the country, 
and he's playing on he national also TV. A pro, a pro style too. Yeah, with Burrow, which is going to help him. Yeah, so he. But that list is scary. Rami's list is not without peril there to say. Yeah, which is why you can't sit here today and say definite home run pick. Yeah. It looks like a good pick, but I don't know. So uh, as we look ahead, let's say they don't make a trade for Trent Williams tonight. Let's say they're just picking and they've got three picks tonight. What do you guys want to see him do? Like in general, what would be next on your checklist? You are Rick Spiel. You're, you're Mike Zimmer and you're sitting back in your taxidermy basement or whatever that was last night at the Zimmer Ridge. And you're looking through, you got your wide receiver, you got a cornerback, and you think that these guys are going to be in the mix as rotation or starting players. Uh, you got three picks tonight. What, let's start with Rami. What do you, what's next on your checklist for the Vikings? They need a tackle, right? That, that's the, that's the most glaring hole on this roster. And if it was an I, for a Vikings fan in an ideal world, you go and you get Trent Williams because he, He's obviously NFL ready. He's made it to seven Pro Bowls in yeah. the NFL. So if you're trying to win football games and contend for a Super Bowl in 2020, to me, that's the that's the best thing that the Vikings can do. Otherwise, obviously, you'd like to see him draft a tackle with with their pick in the second round. But I don't I don't reach to do that because there there are other holes that need addressing too. You might need a safety depending on what happens with Anthony Harris. If there if a safety is the best player on the board, okay, you still need depth at the cornerback position. Even though you got a guy last. Night, I, I wouldn't hate if they went and got a cornerback. That there are other holes that that could be addressed and filled through this draft. So I know this is boring, and I know it's cliche. I'm probably going best player available if if it's even close between two or three guys in terms of who's the best player available, and one of them is a tackle. I take the tackle. You know, I might because I think Anthony Harris is still an interesting cog here. The fact that Rick Spielman. Was was very evasive in his answer before uh, the draft started on Tuesday about Anthony Harris's status, saying, "Well, he's franchise, and I won't talk about anything else because I don't talk about the business side of things." Like, I mean, that means we have come, no intention of trading yeah, him, though, right? And he is get great in the community. You know, if I really liked Antoine Winfield or I really liked the safety from Alabama, and I had something decent on the hook for Anthony Harris, I mean, I'm I'm looking to be aggressive, and Rick Spielman's already confirmed that, so. I don't know, like, what, have we confirmed exactly what Antoine Winfield Jr., like, what, what is the consensus on what his role would be in the NFL? He's such a hybrid type player. Do we know what the Vikings would do with him? Would the, would they use him as more of a, a slot guy? I think as a fir- safety? Like, I what? think at first he'd probably work in, in the slot like his dad did. And then as he trains in, my guess is he becomes a bit more of a hybrid and can play. I don't, I don't see him as a pro full time safety. But I also think the game defensively, especially on that back end to a certain point, is becoming more positionless, if yeah. that makes sense. I think from day one in training camp, he'd probably work in the nickel in the slot and then start to start to move around and potentially could play some safety then. But here's my question off of that one. And Packer fans can laugh, but... To your uh, to your point a couple days ago, Phil, what is Dom Capers going to bring here? And if we are going to make this more positionless, i.e. Anthony Barr, for the first time in forever being used in different ways. And now Harrison Smith is playing safety, but he is more of a rover type of player. And Winfield can do that. 
What's the makeup of the defense as far as the structure? And are there times where we look at the defense and think, oh my gosh, this is something new? Yeah. I don't know. By the way, Albert Breer is reporting here per sources. Thanks to uh, listener Chad for sending this to us via Twitter at Phil Mackey at Rami is tweeting at Jay Zolgad. Per sources, the Bengals are actively exploring trading down from the 33rd overall pick. Even with a couple guys there, like Josh Jones is mentioned in this tweet. They like Indy looking to go down from the 34th spot as well. So teams like Indy and Cincinnati looking to move down. So if, if there's if there's a tackle on the board that you really like and you think could be a franchise guy, a, a starter for the next five plus years, maybe you use your draft capital to trade up. But let's pause this. We'll come back. We'll keep speculating and discussing what the Vikings may do night two in the draft tonight. And we got to get into some of our favorite things we saw on the first ever Zoom NFL draft broadcast. Like, you mean so the Kingsbury bat signal? They just showed it again. Oh, my God. Social distancing wasn't done in that house last night. So amazing. So uh, Mackie and Judd. Quit will- laughing around me. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> How's that robe life treating you in there, by Pretty the way? Pretty good, man. Kind of liking it. It's a little warm, though. Somebody keeps messing with my thermostat. I don't know what who, in here in my in in my nobody Let's else go is turn working. it down. Our I rooms did. are weird. I did man. already, but it takes a while for it to actually. Our rooms are weird. Why does anybody feel the need to touch my thermostat? I'm the only one in here. I'll set the temperature. It's my studio. I think they might just reset it overnight. Don't. So maybe you can just. Man, that ego's <laughs> getting put a mighty note, big. Rami, put a note on there. Kirk, don't. you fit in that tiny studio over there, Rami? <laughs> studio Q, Rami's, don't touch. <laughs> All right, we're going to come back and talk about uh, Cliff Kingsbury's ankles when we come back to Mackie and Jeff with Rami here on Score North and the Score North app. Uh, I'm glad you're still open. Open, open. Helping support our local businesses through the coronavirus crisis. We are open for business. This is open for business. Still open, yeah? Yeah. On Score North. But as we've been doing here throughout the past several weeks on Score North, we like to uh, catch up and highlight businesses that are still open, still operational, and still looking to serve people during these unprecedented times in our country and in the state of Minnesota. And I'm here today with Mike Schoonover from Schoonover Body Works. Mike, thanks for joining the show. How are you today? I'm good, guys. How are you today? We're doing all right here. We're uh, we're very excited that the Vikings are, they have like 12 picks between tonight and tomorrow. And so we'll see what they do with those 12 picks. But tell, The future is bright. It is. It is. Tell us and tell the, the audience a little bit about your business and uh, and how you've had to change operations here in the last couple months or so. Oh, sure. Well, thanks for having me on. Um, we're a 81-year-old, third-generation, uh, family-owned uh, uh, collision repair shop that does uh, uh, body work and glass and service and detailing. And uh, we are fortunate to be able to uh, be able to work during this uh, period of time. So we, we've been open. Uh, but we've been running, uh, we've had to lay about half of our staff off, and our revenue will probably be about half of what it normally is. But uh, but you know what? There's a lot of people in who are in worse shape than we are, and we're just fortunate to be able to be open and help others. So yeah. things are good. So uh, schoonoverbodyworks.com, that's S-C-H-O-O-N-O-V-R, bodyworks.com. Um, tell us also about playforpatrick.org, Mike. Oh, sure. Uh Patrick uh, was our 14-year-old son. Uh, my wife, Gail, and I lost our son, Patrick, back in 2014 while he was playing hockey up in Brainerd. Uh, he had gotten checked. Uh, he had scored the game's first goal in a, in a Bantam hockey game, and, and a few moments later he got checked, and uh, we found out later that he had two 
uh, congenital um, heart defects and uh, that we didn't know about. So we started a foundation, uh, the Patrick Schoonover Heart Foundation, and we uh, we provide uh, free heart screens to kids who are 14 to 24 years old. And and um, uh, we would have had our 23rd screen last weekend down in Lakeville, but with everything going on, we've had to put that on pause. So so that's what we do with uh, with the, with the foundation. Yeah. What is your what's the number one thing you would like our audience to know about either Schoonover Body Works or uh, or PlayForPatrick.org right now? Uh, well, I mean, we uh, we share we both we share the vision of we just serve others and we're we're honored to serve others and and uh, probably more the foundation of uh, people can go to PlayForPatrick.org and uh, we're always looking for uh, donations and obviously we're looking for uh, cardiac medical uh, support. Uh, to help us uh, when we have our free heart screens. Yeah, and by the way, you guys are you guys are doing uh, online or, or in terms of your your body works company, you're doing online estimates, right? We are, yeah. So if you go to schoonoverbodyworks dot com, there's a there's a uh, get a free online estimate uh, button. Just push that, and then uh, then I'll I'll get the information sent to me, and and uh, we'll get the whole process started. And uh, we also offer free pickup and delivery for those that don't want to leave their house and and uh, make it easy. Awesome. Mike Schoonover from Schoonover Body Works and SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. We appreciate you checking in. You guys are open for business and still operational, and we just want the audience to know that and and uh, maybe maybe give you some business sometime in the next week or two. So, Mike, thanks for coming on. Any final words? No, thank you, guys, and, and uh, let's go Vikes. Yeah, this should be a fun next couple days. Trader Rick might be in full effect tonight, Mike. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. Take care. <laughs> Thanks right. a lot. All right. See you, man. This is uh, Mackie and Jeff with Rami here on Score North and the Score North app and plenty more Vikings discussion in hour number two. In times like these, you may not be thinking about blood donation, but blood is needed every day by patients facing a range of serious illnesses. If you're healthy, please schedule an appointment to donate by visiting redcrossblood.org or use the keyword red over at scorenorth.com. I took a picture of my thing for the next question, and so I wanted to have it up. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. I like that draft. I mean, Justin Jefferson fell with them at 22. I didn't think he'd be there. Jeff Gladney is a guy. He's a smart football player. He knows how to use his hands, not just penalties. You'll say, well, he can be handsy. Well, he's smart. He knows how to get in there, still be physical, yet not get draw penalty flags. I love his savvy, and I love the fact that he's already a guy coming into the NFL who should be a rookie starter and help that secondary, which is what Minnesota needs at that cornerback spot. I think the Vikings did a really good job with those first two picks. Dude, I would listen to Mel Kuyper read the phone book with that music behind it for like 10 hours. When you play the Moss sound clip that we played from back in 98, what's the music? Let's see here. The Minnesota Vikings have selected wide receiver from Marshall University, Randy Moss. So I think you look at Randy, you see the size, uh, physical ability, athletic ability is, is tremendous. Right? You watch him here against Old Miss, and this is the first play, offensive play for Marshall. Touchdown. That's the capability he, br- he brings to the table. You're right. Exactly. That's 22 years, dude. Whoa. That's so awesome. Mel Kiefer, just rocking it. All right, gentlemen, what were your – I know Rami has a list. What were your favorite – so many things last night on the first ever NFL Zoom draft broadcast – 
They just showed Mike Vrabel's weird kids. And... I think we should start. Can we start there? Hey, was his kid in the reflection dropping a deuce? Yes. Yeah, I he was sitting on the he can. Was actually in a bathroom. I'm pretty you sure look he at the was. video. Someone else is looking directly at him. One of the other kids is looking like directly at him. The door's so it's, wide it's open. Set up. Well, it was it's definitely set up, set up. But, his, but his pants are pulled down, so I think he is on a toilet. I agree that he is. I do think what Phil just said is right. It looks set up. I think Vrabel strikes yeah, me. I as, think it was done on purpose. Yeah, Vrabel strikes me in retrospect now as the type of old school guy who probably really objected to not being at the football facility to do football things. See, I think it's just the opposite, Judd. I think I think I think Mike Vrabel is probably he was probably the prankster of the locker room when he was a player. Okay, and he did all this for for some chuckles for good TV. But you know what? Genius, if so. I was going to say bravo. I'm watch. I'm looking at it right now. He's definitely on the can. <laughs> Well, his pants, his pants are pulled no down. There's no doubt about it in my mind. He's sitting on a toilet. And, but the pants are around his ankles, right, Rami? You can't see the pants. Oh, I thought but you, you, you can see his knees, though. Yeah. So he could just be wearing short shorts. Can you zoom in any further? I'm looking at a video, so I oh, can't. What are we asking? Hold on. Huh? Hold on. How much can you zoom in? I'm going to take a closer look. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to find this, because I do... I think you definitely. No, was. Judd is right. The pants are around the ankles thank for you. sure. Oh, yeah, thank you. I, no, definitely. I just found a picture. Yeah, the pants are around the ankles. <laughs> Mike Vrabel. The dude's on the crapper. There's no doubt about it. I, and I think all of this. I think all of this is was was set up for laughs. Genius. I, you know what? Good. Mike Vrabel is, is my new favorite coach in the NFL. The one dude is dressed as Mr. Freeze who races people around the warning track at, at Braves games. The other guy is wearing a, a Pro Bowl jersey. I think Mike Vrabel's Pro Bowl jersey it is. from 1990-something it has, has an orange mullet. mullet. This, this, is all, this is all made for TV. This was all set up for laughs. Mike Vrabel wins the night if, if we're talking about laughs. Knock on the rise, man. Knock off, knock off the, mullet. you knock off the Patriots dynasty in the playoffs, His and da- then you pull this. Daughter's just sitting there too. That's my favorite. She's just sort of sitting there, like taking the whole. <laughs> She's thing not in. participating <laughs> no, in the I joke know. at all. She's just hanging. But yeah, that guy, that guy feels right. You can one hundred percent see his knees. And those pants are around that guy's yeah, ankles. He's definitely on the crapper. Yep. All right. What, what, what are some of your other favorite highlights from last? I night? have a whole list. You want my whole list? Go. Yes. Let's just go through. Well, it. Yeah. The the yeah. highlight of the night, and the thing that lit Twitter on fire, was C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Who, when he was drafted, <laughs> was talking on the phone, and then and then was looking at the phone and had a second phone in his lap, which I think started buzzing. His girlfriend sitting next to him went to grab the second phone. No look. No hesitation, just reaches out and snatches the burner out of her hands, which was a Pro, a pro Bowl move, to quote Jameel Hill. What was he worried was, about? Is he some, some, why does an NFL little, draft some... prospect have a burner phone, Phil, that he might not <laughs> want his girlfriend to why, see? Why do a lot of players have burner why, phones? Well, if, if, if his burner phone is used for some of his other uh, gal pals, why is it just sitting right there in broad daylight next to his girlfriend? Because... He's getting drafted into the NFL, and he's got a lot on his mind and didn't no. cover all his bases. You know what? No, and it shows. It shows a complete lack of awareness, and That's I would be questioning true. my draft pick. And my favorite part about that, Lack though, of foresight. But he did take it back My really favorite quick. part about that, because Twitter is full of detectives, we come to find out that CeeDee Lamb's girlfriend is Trey Young's ex, which wow. is just outstanding. To which wow. I asked the key question then, which is, if that's true... Why is she concerned about what he's do- doing with said burner phone 
when she has had previous experience with an athlete, knows exactly what's going on. I mean, she should just on. accept it, Judd. Maybe she thought she found a good one. I think it's all quid pro quo, man. I think they all should accept exactly. I mean, you you get in those relationships, you know what's coming next, Another right? Another girlfriend storyline that was amazing was Isaiah Wilson, who I believe is an offensive lineman from Georgia, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. He gets drafted. His girlfriend jumps on him and is hugging him. I saw this this afternoon. And mom... You all you can see is mom's arms reach down and grab her and pull her out of the frame <laughs> so that she could get in and get a hug. She That's wanted, amazing. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury made a lot of headlines. I think we should stop with here. his setup. That was amazing. Go ahead, Judd. Okay, this is the greatest. Everybody else has, you know, family. They've got their daughter, their son, their children, their wives running up to them. Mm-hmm. You just took a, this draft pick by Joe Douglas for the Jets. Dad, I'm so proud. Kingsbury is in this gorgeous house, and I do mean gorgeous, with a couch that costs more than my house, with a patio uh, fireplace going, no socks on, and as I, I believe we talked about on Ventline today, clearly... Rami, the bat signal was out. Oh, for sure. Dude, oh, yeah. He's, yeah. yeah, he's living that Yacht Rock lifestyle. He's got <laughs> dude, the, that, the wide open windows, looking over Scottsdale. The, the dude had the fire pit going on a sunny day in Scottsdale, Arizona. That's there's do, no, there's no reason to have the fire pit going. He was letting potential prospects know what's up. For sure. <laughs> oh, he was like, not only do. am I good looking, I'm super rich and have a good sense of design. What did you guys think of what clearly were like $500 designer loafers with the chino pants that only go down halfway down your shin, showing the showing the ankle there? Yep. Probably had a little Michael McDonald in the background, drinking a white Russian. No, Judd is 100% right. That was He was throwing up the bad signal. <laughs> Like, ladies, I got all this to myself. Yeah. Dude, I got all this to myself. Pat, Mahom- Pat Mahomes was, was chirping him, saying, man, if only I could f- live like that at some point. And then I think it was, <laughs> was it uh, was it Honey Badger? Honey Badger tweeted at him, oh, that's why they didn't have enough money to pay me. Like, it's all going to Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was getting chirped last night. It's amazing. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me was, because we were wondering, where's Jerry Jones drafting from? It's like some weird was very baller. beige den. And then very at some point, someone zoomed out and, and showed us a picture on Twitter of the whole room. Oh, that was just a random room, like a living room, in his $250 million super yacht. <laughs> yeah. Power move. Which, by Must the way, nice. that super yacht cost $110 million more than the Cowboys did when Jerry Jones bought them back in the late 1980s. Wow. How about that? Do you have any idea what kind of Wi-Fi you have to have for it to work out at sea? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a two hundred fifty million dollar yacht. I think he can afford whatever the Wi Fi he needs for that. He was and he wasn't worried about it at all. He was like, "Yeah, I'll get Wi Fi at sea." I'm Jerry freaking Jones. He had Henry Ruggs the third in the robe, which I'm emulating today. But maybe the best power move of the night, guys. And I forgot to mention this today on Score North Live weekdays noon to two, and anytime you want on ScoreNorth.com or the Score North app. Me and a rotating cast of Score North personalities. Did you guys see John Elway's setup? Mm-hmm. In in his war room at his house. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had all three Super Bowl trophies. This dude had them take the trophies out of the trophy case at Mile High Stadium or wherever they keep them, bring them to his house, and set them up on a table perfectly placed in the wide shot so everybody can see John Elway and his three Super Bowl trophies. Power 
power okay. move by John Elway right in there. In fairness, is it possible? Is is John Elway that egotistical, or did someone? No, from John the Elway is definitely <laughs> that egotistical <laughs> for John sure. Elway. Yeah, well, John Elway move. Wait, wait, wait. Do do you get if you win a Lombardi Trophy? Do you get a replica? I, mean, I don't think that's so. a good question because so, Michael Irvin and Kurt Warner both have them behind yeah, them when they're those might be his. Those look like miniature versions, yeah, though. Not Kurt, full size. Kurt Warner's was a miniature version for sure. The bust of Kurt from Canton. That was great. pretty good. Was just great. That was pretty good. Like putting okay. What was the more baller move? Bringing your three Super Bowl trophies or your actual, or was it a replica Hall of Fame? It's bust. a replica. It had to okay. have been a replica. But again, they're not letting him go to Canton and be like, guys, I'm just going to borrow this. <laughs> hey, I'll bring it right back. Send me that bust of myself. <laughs> um, what about what about Bill Belichick's bungalow? <laughs> just sitting at a giant so table be- with like eight weird Belichick. bamboo how, chairs. How, how in the middle of the Sahara? It it looked like he was in the rainforest. <laughs> it really does. And he has the dining himself. room. He has the dining room table of every Bond villain. Like did you guys, did you guys see that thing? <laughs> was he petting a white cat? You know? <laughs> Just alone with King's his feelings. Who's gonna try and draft or trade with me this year? But you, you know, I had a thought during this draft, and I I thought maybe I was alone. I thought maybe I was the party pooper, the rain on the pr- but Judd is one hundred percent in agreement with me. We talked about this on Ventline today. What was with all the the kids and the wives and the girlfriends and the dogs? All which all, is why Kingsbury was such a baller. All hanging out in the war room. This this is not family time. Yeah. This is work time. And I, I brought that up last night and was chastised know, by actually Mackie and Collar. I think what it shows is that all these coaches that talk about. I grind for 20 hours, and then I sleep under my desk, and I never see my family. And if you want to be a success, you have to work until your fingernails bleed off. Like, no, it's like you work really hard, but you can hang out with your family while you're doing the most important mm. thing that you do. I don't think you can. All of them are hanging out with their families except Bill Belichick I, and Cliff Kingsbury. And and what does Bill Belichick do? Win Super Bowl. Loses in the first round. I contend, I contend that a certain amount of those kids were hired guns, that they were brought in as nothing more than stage props and then taken home. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the there, there's like, a couple kids that were very listen, much too good-looking for like ugly football the coaches. Worst, the worst, the most egregious one was the Jets GM, Joe Douglas, I believe his name is, makes a pick. Okay, it's the Jets pick. First of all, you're the Jets. Second of all, who really cares? And he gets hugged like he just got home from war. From some kid that looks like he's in one of those stock frames at Walmart. a reaction by the family. Yeah, it's like, you know, Danny made a pick! Okay, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. No, they all look like those families that you find in those photos, like the placeholder photos. You go, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Picture frame. They, I'm just saying. They came from Sears. They came from a catalog. And Mac, yeah, I know you're like this too. When I have a fantasy draft, get the hell out of the house. I need silence. I need to focus. Everybody leave. What do you tell your gal? Important Ronnie, stuff. Ronnie, what do you tell your gal? I tell her I have a fantasy football draft today. You don't want to be around me. That's exactly what I tell her. Go do something and come back in a few yeah, hours. It's, it's similar for me, except it's the other way around. It's, okay, then you can go somewhere else and do your fantasy draft. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'd be more like it. It would never be one of you clear out. <laughs> okay, what about Mike Zimmer's taxidermy lair that he was drafting in last night at his Ridge in Least- Kentucky? Least, surpri- least surprising thing. Yeah, to me, to me, uh, Belichick setup and Zimmer's setup were the least surprising. There things was I a, saw. there was a picture of Zim that was circulating around the internet where he was looking at the computer like he thought it was going to attack him. <laughs> like he thought he thought arms and legs were going to come out of it and it was going to attack him. 
He's got the nice beard going. He saw Rick's latest mock draft that had all offense, and he's like, no, No, not going to happen. Can't do that. computer. How many animal heads were on the wall? I think I saw three three deer, a bear, and like Norv Turner's head was up in the top right (laughs) somewhere. Right by DeFilippo's? (laughs) I'm displaying my kills, which include two offensive coordinators. DeFilippo blinks twice. I'm still alive. Come get it. Yeah, I don't know. I think actually I think we might need I think we might need a segment within a segment here, boys, to make this official. Mount Rushmore is oh, easy. It's the cliche Mount Rushmore Sports Talker of the Week with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. That is why I would put him on the Mount Rushmore. Those would be my four. Alright, what is your Mount Rushmore, now that we've laid them all out, of draft zoom moments from round one last night? Vrabel for sure for me. Yeah. Gets one. No doubt. Kingsbury gets one. Agreed. We're on the same page so far. Henry Ruggs the third in the now Rami robe. Yeah. Gets one. Because okay. a robe because a robe. I mean, you are named Henry Ruggs the third. And you have the wherewithal to wear a robe. Which by the way, a robe is in my mind, royalty. And I hope he cut that deal with Old Spice himself, Judd. I hope this wasn't a league sanction sanction thing. Because I, I like told it. you last week about the limitations Bingo. and restrictions that they put on product placement on these players so as not to offend any NFL advertisers and get their competition in the shot. I hope Henry Ruggs III skirted those rules and worked that deal with Old Spice all by himself and pocketed all the money. Where does John Lynch's kid's shirt come in? What was Did the you catch shirt? that, Mackie? What was the shirt? Football and chill. Oh, that's where that came from. Which okay. there's no way that her dad good. knew, right? There's no way John Lynch I mean, knows that, that is means. that is such a great move. That's pretty funny. Because she looked to be between about 18 and 20 or so. So dad was, I think, really proud. Oh, my three kids, my daughter's right here. <laughs> Football and chill. No idea. <laughs> Point to the kid. I don't think that's Mount Rushmore worthy, though. So okay. what, what, what do we got locked in? So we got Ruggs. Vrabel. We got Cliff Kingsbury and, and Vrabel. Vrabel. Those are locked in. Okay. I think Jerry Jones's yacht, Oof. Bill Belichick's bungalow, Mike Zimmer's taxidermy lair. Rick Spielman drafting from his kitchen, it appeared, or some sort of basement bar at his house. Yeah, I couldn't mm-hmm. tell. I don't know what that was. Let me go back to my notes. It's a pretty good solid three right there. Jerry Jones would be you know what? Stealing the no, phone. No, 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 no. CD, CD Lamb. The phone oh, thing. Oh, the phone. CD Lamb is the fourth the one, moves. right? That that probably was the most right. viral moment from last night's draft. Okay. There Mount Rushmore is easy. It's the cliche Mount Rushmore sports talker of the week. With Isaiah with Wilson. Mackie, Judd, and Rami. That is why I would put him on the Mount Rushmore. Those would be my four. Isaiah Wilson and his mom picking up his girlfriend and throwing her out of the frame. <laughs> That's an honorable mention. That it's was impressive. amazing. Dude, there's she moved her. There are probably so many resentful parents that they're watching their child become a multimillionaire in the first round and they're not really sure about the gal, but the gal is sitting next right to the there. player and like could potentially reap the rewards yeah. of said money and like there's got to be a lot of complicated resentful feelings on draft night. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. All right, I found another one here, boy. I want a mock. Mock. All right, boys, this is from NFL.com here because they're not updating their database that we were on yesterday, but they did update a second and third round mock. Jonathan, if you could do the honors here. Let's start early in the second round. Zach Bond, linebacker from Wisconsin, going to the Cincinnati Bengals. T. Higgins, wide receiver Clemson, going to the Indianapolis Colts. I'm just going to kind of skip around here, look for interesting players. Um, Where's Antoine? 
There he is. Ooh, Antron Winfield Jr., number 43 to the Chicago Bears. Oh. Ooh. Rami's Bears. Okay. 15 before the Vikings. Actually, right after Wisconsin running back Jonathan Taylor goes to the Jaguars at pick 42. Let's get to pick 58 here. Minnesota Vikings, according to NFL.com, in the second round tonight, will draft Southern Illinois safety Jeremy Chin, ball-hawking free safety with jaw-dropping combine numbers, who can take over for franchise-tagged Anthony Harris after 2020. So that's interesting. Round three, according to NFL.com, as the page loads very slowly. Very slowly. The anticipation Yes, the frozen tundra. NFL.com. All right, with the 89th overall pick, I'm going to butcher this. The Vikings select offensive lineman from Auburn, Prince Tega Wanogu. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, sounds right to me. And then (laughs) later on in the third round, (laughs) with the 105th pick, NFL.com has the Vikings taking linebacker from Ohio State, Malik Harrison. I want to mock. Mock. I want to mock. Mock. I want to mock. What? I I didn't see till now Dave's been on hold for half an hour. Oh. (laughs) Sorry. Hey, Dave. What's going on? Hey, man? what's up, guys? Right. Y'all are make y'all are making me laugh. Thanks for your patience, man. Here. I appreciate it. I, I did have a suggestion. Though. Wouldn't it have been a great to see what uh, children's setup would have been on the draft night? Oh man, I can only imagine, man. Probably yeah. would have had a vodka the size of Judd's head sitting on the table. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, also I wanted to talk uh, about a Viking moment that'll go down in infamy for me um, as a young kid. Uh, Marcus Allen is dropping down the draft board, and uh, the Vikings select Darren Nelson. So uh, let's just hope that we don't make any kind of crazy mistake like that tonight, and uh, hopefully we get some good, some more good additions, guys. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, Dave. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out, and thanks for the phone call. You know, a lot of patience for Dave. Sorry, I, the, the screen was tilted over here. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. I just, <laughs> I just looked up and saw you'd been on hold for a half hour, and thought that's a lot of patience. Uh, Jonathan. Uh, Ask what Mike Tice would have had. What would Mike Tice have been Tice doing? Tice would have been, that would have been fun. Would there have been a cooler visible yes. in the camera shot? 100%. He probably, he's probably just sitting on a cooler. Or he's got his computer up on a cooler and he's just got like a standing desk. <laughs> no, the pick uh, comes up, he goes, ah, hold on. The I cooler thing. Get another one. The cooler thing is 1,000% on. Mike Tice looks like a guy who only eats steak. Like they, his whole diet. <laughs> and it's raw. His whole diet consists it's never cooked, of Rami. steak, of T bones. That's it. Well, Rami, I used to intern for the Mike Tice radio show in 2005, his last year as a head coach. And so I would be the food runner to go get because the, the show was sponsored by, I think at the time, Major Sports Cafe, which mm-hmm. is no longer here. Yeah. And so I would, and every single week he would order the same thing, a bacon cheeseburger with a side of coleslaw. And I don't think he ate the fries. I think it was like, I think his way of being healthy, in addition <laughs> to the bacon skip cheeseburger, the is skip the fries and eat the coleslaw. Get a little, little cabbage in your diet. Balance. I don't like that. The fries are the best part, possibly. Well, yeah, but if you're trying to stay a little healthier, swap put, it out for I some I put coleslaw. fries on my bacon cheeseburger. That's how oh. I roll. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's why you're throwing around big weights every day. <laughs> <laughs> or, or should that be Football. carrying big weights? <laughs> <laughs> In times of pandemic, when I've gained weight, I kid. 
my god! Actually, I can't go to the gym now, John. I'm just stretching, stretching big bands. I'm doing resistance band workouts. So I'm not throwing. Look at you. Well, that's I'm not throwing I'm big Are you still doing two a days? Yes, I am. I'm on day thirty of uh, the yoga revolution, gentlemen. Oh, I mean, this is it. It's, it's a thirty-one day program, so I'll wrap it up this weekend, and then I'm going to start a new program. What does day thirty-one entail? Is it is it harder on day thirty-one? I think day thirty-one is kind of a it's kind of a it's a it's a relaxing practice, if I'm not mistaken. Kind of mm. kind of yeah. Fill up the bathtub. <laughs> little warrior warrior six. Don't even know what that is. Jonathan's getting very uncomfortable again. I am. I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> Uh, the bathtub was all he needed to yep. hear to become uncomfortable. All right. Anyhow. I'm taking a bath in a long time. You guys do baths? No. Baths feel gross to me. No, I don't like baths. No, it's... Oh, if, Too much I, patience. Sometimes I might, like, I might just, like, sit in a tub, but not to, like... Like, I'll shower after. Otherwise, it's weird. You're just, like... You're just, like, in the... Yeah. I don't like baths. Yeah. They bore me. Anyhow. All right. Your gotta, calls. Got to bring toys in with you, Joe. Your calls on Vikings draft things. And Rami's bath toys at 651-646-8255. you're the one. Nope, that's the end of this segment. When I squeeze you, you're lots of fun. This segment's over because we're going we're gonna to talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company right now. <laughs> Can't keep singing. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> During these tough times, Federated Insurance wants to express their gratitude for one thing that remains true, your American spirit. Thank you to our medical professionals and our rescue workers for your service, and thank you to all of our local businesses here in the Twin Cities. You are our community partners, our neighbors, our families, and our friends. And when you need Federated, Federated is here to help. Visit federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need during this pandemic. Some of those resources might include response plans that you would recommend to your employees, even just basic communication to employees during this time period when things can be changing every day, every week, uh, written pandemic policies and procedures, just making sure that you are being proactive and you are looking out and having a plan for the future. When you need Federated, you can visit Federated at federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Jonathan here with the Score North Download. Minnesota sports fans, we want to hear from you as we continue to stay home and do our part to battle the coronavirus pandemic. Got something to say about Minnesota sports? We'd love to hear from you. Leave us a mic drop message on the free Score North app. You may even hear yourself on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com, and the free Score North mobile app. 32 minutes and counting until round two kicks off here tonight. And Mac, er, Matthew Collar and Judd Zolgad will be live here on Score North throughout the night until round three is done here on score north as we bring you rounds two and three and break down everything that the vikings do throughout the night so stick with us here on score north scorenorth.com and the free score north mobile app that's been your score north download now back to mac and jennifer rami football Night two of the NFL draft right here on Score North starting in 31 minutes and 24 seconds or so. Judd Zolgad and Matthew Collar will take you all the way through the end of night two here. You can listen live on AM1500, scorenorth.com, or the Score North app. And you can also watch the video stream on Score North Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch. We thank everyone who was a part of 36 Hours of Purple these last couple of days, powered by Dennis Kirk 
and the Canopy Group. Just uh, just a ton of fun pulling that off with our staff and entertaining you guys, Vikings fans. And the Vikings have 12 picks left. They could make trades. They could they could just keep all 12, and they could draft 12 more rookies. We'll see what happens starting in about 30 minutes here on Score North. But, gentlemen, let's go to the phone lines where I'm just going to read right off of the screen. Mike in Burnsville wants to rip Rami. Go ahead, Mike in Burnsville. Oh, I got I got per- permission from the producer to rip Rami. Fire Shocking away. that my producer would give you that permission. Go right ahead, though. Well, anyway, I love your station, and sh- your show, by the way, yesterday ran circles around the Commercial Central Sports Station uh, talk show down the, down the dial. Never heard of it. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. I always like to get my plug in for them. But the, the most stupid thing I've ever heard on your airwaves since you came on as Score North uttered was Rami saying that Tua would drop down, possibly, even possibly drop down by the Vikings. And I, I want another prediction from him. How far down is Gus the Kicking Mule going to drop tonight? I don't know who that is. I'm be honest with you, I don't know. Gus should know who that is. It's a Disney reference. Gus, Gus the, the Kicking, kicking mule? mule? I have no idea. I don't know. I think you've stumped us all here. Not only it's, did a, mo- joke it's a movie from the 70s. Oh, the, the Judds are only hope then. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, That's why I, I included him in it. I've managed to f- forget most of that uh, decade. Mike, if it's from a Law and Order episode yeah, from the 90s, well, then I'm you're good. good then but... I'm good. And my, Ronnie, I, did you just, did you lose a bet to bring I, that up on I the air? I did. Yes. No, I lost a bet by bringing it up on the <laughs> yeah. air. And I Mike, lost twenty Mike, bucks to Do Judd not Zolga. discredit. Rami, because by doing that, I am now twenty dollars richer today. So I have no gripes with. And Rami I never Makarov. said thanks for the call, even though it was to rip me, and you said most stupidest, and then your joke missed a mark. But that's none, not here nor there. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, Mike loves wow. us. Okay, I, I Mike, was wow, Mike. That's man. Rami Maclaw. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't punch back. Am I the bully? Because I punch back. You I'm sorry. What we do Whoa. Here, so right. um, but I, I, I never, I never said it was. I never said it was likely. Actually, I said on a number of occasions, it's probably. Probably not likely that that would happen. Does that mean that it wasn't possible? No, absolutely not. The guy who's our president had a 30% shot of winning our last election. Does that mean that it wasn't going to happen? No, it means there was a 30% chance of it happening, and the 30% chance ended up coming true. Same thing as I was saying about Tua. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with your take on this. Your take wasn't, it's going to happen. Your take was, hey, this has happened to other quarterbacks before. Right. Wouldn't it be kind of interesting if it happened? I'm richer, so I, I don't love really that. care. You're what? I, he's twenty dollars richer. I want twenty oh, bucks. Gotcha, I'm gotcha, richer, gotcha. so I don't really care. And he's gonna make me give him cash. Yeah, and this Robbie dude, now this is, dude won't get with the times and get Venmo or PayPal. He's more freaked out by actually. I don't want to touch paper money. To touch cash than he is by the fact. Can that I write you payment. a check? What's the difference? What, what is this? 1976. I don't want to touch paper That's money. Worse than Venmo. What are you doing? I don't want to touch paper I money. Don't, I but don't judge have Venmo. Judge shouldn't want to touch either paper money or pandemic. Here's the thing. Get I'll some wipe li- the check get, down get with this infected. Get some Lysol out, spray the bill, and give it to me. All right. I've heard that if you spray things, <laughs> no. I've been told in recent days, no. I've been told that if you just use disinfectant. <laughs> All right, Tim in Minnetonka, you're on Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Good evening, gentlemen. Hi. What's happening? So uh, two quick, uh, well, one comment and then a question for you guys. Um, you had mentioned where Tice would have had his uh, war room set up. He would have found a way to open up bunnies and uh, find the corner table and uh, have his whole station set up there. But uh, <laughs> and then my question, my question for you guys. So for the average Vikings fan, you know, we watch on game day and we have our opinions on who's good, who's bad, yada yada yada. 
Well, we don't know the names of all these guys that are come out in the draft, and I know this is more of Collar's purview, but he's busy right now watching the 2003 Meineke Car Care Bowl. <laughs> it's and true. So, no offense to him. but You know him well. But for the average Viking fan that's going to tune in tonight, do you guys have an idea of a couple of names that if we see, based on positional need, that if the Vikings end up with them where you'd say, you know, that's that's the home run tonight? And uh, I'll hang up and listen. So I am just... Oh, that's a good question. Good phone call there from Tim. I am just stealing my takes from Matthew Collar and company because he does a ton of research on this. And that's why Purple Daily weekdays, two to four here on Score North and the Score North app and scorenorth.com is such a wonderful show right now because you get all this great information and breakdown. There's a couple players that are really interesting that I don't think are going to fall to the Vikings in the second round, but could they make a move to trade up? I mean, Xavier McKinney right now on ESPN's consensus board is the 17th best player. And so we're sitting here with pick 33 starting tonight, and if you felt like he's a safety, if you felt like Anthony Harris wasn't going to be in your long-term plans or even in your 2020 plans, then if you could somehow, if you thought that this dude was going to be a great starting safety and not make nearly as much money as Anthony Harris because he's going to be a second-round pick, uh, I think that'd be a home run. And I think this Josh Jones, the offensive tackle from Houston, he appears to be the best offensive tackle on the board, according to most big boards and ESPN.com. If you wound up with him, I also think that would be a home run. But if you could trade a third-round pick for Trent Williams, I'd rather have that. What do you guys? Is there anyone else that stands out to you guys? Josh Jones and Ezra Cleveland are the two tackles whose names I, I keep hearing. Um, and I'm with you, Mackie. Trent Williams, to me, makes the most sense as long as Dan Snyder can find a reasonable bone in his body and he's not the most stupidest person in the league. Of all the stupid people in football, where does he rank? Because there's a few. Like, this is, this is, I mean, dare I say it, a Mount Rushmore. What wow. did you say, Jed? I said, this is, dare I say it, stupid people in football, it's a Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore's easy. It's the cliche Mount Rushmore Sports Talker of the Week with Maggie, Judd, and Rami. That is why I would put him on the Mount Rushmore. Those would be my four. Wow. Well, Dan Snyder's George Washington. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Can we put the Ford family? No, who's the Cleveland Browns owner? Oh, Jimmy Haslam. That guy. Yeah, he's <laughs> just, just known as that guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that the Browns. A disaster. The Browns people. The Lions people probably. Are we just saying owners? No, that's fine. Okay. Expand it. I mean, it's hard with coaches. It's like they get if you're that dumb, you're not just like coaching for ten. Bill O'Brien, though, does Patricia Ball? as a Bears fan, I'll say the GM Ryan Pace, he makes a very strong case for himself. Matt Patricia is a is a genius as far as book smarts go, but he is a complete blithering idiot when it comes to real Isn't life. He, like, doesn't he literally have a degree yes. in like rocket science? Rocket science. Yes, he does. He's a rocket scientist, right? Which means, he, but he has like zero common sense. What's Ryan Pace's deal? Rami? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what I know. You can't associate yourself now. You're a Bears fan. Tell us. He was supposed to be a wonderkin. When he was hired, he was the youngest GM in the league coming from New Orleans, where they had built this this team that has, that has been perennially good. It hasn't carried over. Has not carried over. Yeah, but like this is... He gave Jimmy Graham $16 million. I'm preaching no, to the choir here with you, Rami, but... That's a classic example. So he got hired in 2015 to be the Bears general manager. I think he was 30. He, I think he was 30 years old when they gave no, him the GM job. He's 43 okay, now. Okay, then I'm wrong. So <laughs> he's he was 38. I like how he's just like okay, he's no, 38. I'm wrong. I but think like, he was 12. 
No, he was 40. Okay. This is what ha- actually Adam Gase might be on this list because what happens oh, is if if your success is handcuffed to one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So Drew Brees in New Orleans. Yep. Well, I built the roster. Well, actually, Drew Brees is 80% of it. So don't go patting yourself on the back too much. Or if you're Adam Gase and you were Peyton Manning's quarterbacks coach for a couple of years, like I need a lot more vetting before I hire one of those guys. There's so many. And that's probably why a lot of these Patriots coaches flame out as head guys, too. If you were around Tom Brady and Bill Belichick like for five coach? years. Yeah. The new Giants coach who will not call Matt his Rule? players by, by name. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Joe Judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Judge. Yeah. Wait, he's not going to call players by name? He's not calling players What is he going by to name? have call to earn it? He's calling them by their positions right now. So he, so he refers to Daniel Jones as the quarterback. Is it that they have to earn it, like Central, Jonathan said? Yeah. Or is it know. that it's a, it's a team-centric thing? That guy is getting fired. <laughs> the only question is, how long? Two years. I give him two years. That's a pretty good run for not calling people by their names. That's true. Hey, before we wrap with Royce, do you guys want some more Packer vent line? Courtesy of our friends, the fan <laughs> yeah. of You do not need to ask that question. By the way, Mike Zimmer of the Minnesota Vikings was asked about uh, the Green Bay Packers drafting Jordan Love. He said, quote, I think Aaron Rodgers should retire, end quote. What? Just throw it out there. Yeah. Oh, he's obviously oh, he's, smiling tongue-in-cheek. Well, no, he's like he's lighting a few, Bill. He's lighting it up now. Yeah. The, we, 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 put, we put gas on some logs, but we didn't use the fire yet. And this right. is what's going to happen. All these other people are going to take the match. They're going to take the lighter and light it. You got a big wool pile out back, and somebody put gasoline on it, but they forgot the matches, and they're looking for it. Go, Pat, go! I don't get it. I mean, I mean, we, we can look into this and try to dissect it. Um, all I can do is just go back and, my, my you know, as I just try to take it all in, Maybe the relationship with Rodgers and LaFleur is not what we thought that it was. Otherwise, otherwise, you go get a player that can help you win today. And this guy doesn't help us do that today. Right. Go, Pat, go! So sad. I just want to give Gary a hug. Is Gary okay? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't talked to him today. Somebody might want to can check. Can you text him, him just to check? I can check with him. Just yeah. a welfare check. Maybe he's on the area. Go, Pat, go! I want to win now. I'm a season ticket holder. I'm very disappointed in, in in management right now. What do you think, guys? Well, like we've been saying, it doesn't help you right here, right now. I mean, is it going to help you beat the Bears or the Vikings or the 49ers or even the Buccaneers right here, right now in this upcoming season? Only if Aaron Rodgers get hurt, gets hurt. You know what I mean? Well, you know what? Yeah. We we've always been been a little bit up above them, and and you know what we're we're not we're not the we don't want to win the division. We want to win the Super Bowl, and that's always been our class as an organization. And I think we took a step back tonight as an organization. Enter Sandman creeping in that there. Was the, the end, end of the show. Right? That's the right, end of the show song. Yeah, that was. That's the end of the show song. <laughs> that was it. Sounds like the end of the franchise song. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Pat! Go! This was an absolute joke. I'm sitting here waiting for hours for this right here. Then you trade up for for the guy. I mean, like it's like like this had to be either a Mark Murphy pick or either Brian Gutekunst had to be the smartest guy in the room trying to get ahead of the curve and draft him a quarterback. 
But, I mean, like Rare Gary said, we were in the NFC Championship game. You got needs on the defensive side and definitely on the offensive side. They have abandoned the offensive side of the ball for years. We've lost weapons and haven't replaced them at all. And yep. you go draft for a quarterback that's probably not going to play for at least probably three years? <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to say, man. Goonkoos, he lost me on this one. I know that caller. I recognize that caller. I like just, the I like the end. It's my guy Trell on the north side. Just uh, might want to check on him too. <laughs> yeah, welfare check on all the Packers people. Go Pack, go! Look at Tampa Bay with Tom Brady, and they're just going after it. Green Bay. I watched this with Brett Favre. I watched this with Aaron Rodgers. It's just crazy. Why do we not go after some people that could help them out? Why do we try to like? Oh, here, let's move up and get Jordan Love. You could have got this guy in the second round. Oh. Move down. You know what I mean? Wow. What? Yeah, that's Go, Pat, go. What? That got through? Yeah. Oh. Well, I was listening on the online stream, so it's online, so the dump button doesn't work online. Oh, goodness. So that got through, and, like, immediately afterwards, he was cut off, and Bill Michael's like, yeah, you can't swear on here, no matter how mad you are. Wow. All right, one more. I honestly feel like this could be one of the worst draft picks in franchise history. Um, I just want to roll that scenario out and get your thoughts on that. Thank you so much, guys. Go, Pat, go! God, that's hilarious. There's nothing better than Packer Ventline, Patrick Royce. Yes, yes. There's 25 wide receivers in this draft that you could take. But these guys are in a complete panic because they didn't get one for him in the first round. And by the way, last time they drafted a young quarterback uh, who sat on the bench for three years and then replaced a legend, eh, it turned out okay, didn't it? The uh, They got, what, the fourth best quarterback in the draft, right, when they had a chance to get him? I, I, think, that, I think it was brilliant, but uh, that's just me. I guess Aaron's not happy. He wanted a receiver. But they could get a receiver today. What's the problem? There's eight of them. We, we also had, there was a fake Ian Rappaport Twitter account last night that tweeted a quote, a fake quote, obviously, about someone close to Aaron Rodgers said he's oh, in, in, like, inconsolable. Oh, yeah. And the athle- someone from The Athletic, uh, oh, no. someone prominent. Oh, someone picked it up? Like, wrote an article about the quote in The Athletic. Oh, no. Got, oh, no. Got, oh, I saw the it tweet. It got deleted, but, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Wow, that's Ouch. too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy did have a rotten uh, I mean he threw too many interceptions uh, as a as a junior, but he was terrific as a sophomore and a lot of them a lot of people like his talent. So uh you know, what the heck? You got the guy oh he doesn't have to play. We were you and uh you know, I, I was telling how Collar and Rosenfeld were talking about how Quarterbacks should sit around and wait a couple of years before they play. Well, let's get a, get a chance. You know, I looked up Rodgers. He'd thrown like, what, Judd, 20 passes his first three years, something like that? Yeah. They didn't he play. hadn't played at all. He hadn't played at all. So it worked out okay. Yeah. And so, uh, if, if they're all mad because they didn't take a wide receiver, well, take one today. That's uh, the dummies, I think, were the, uh, were the guys who uh, wanted to move up to. 25th and uh, you know get a nobody receiver from Arizona that was that was stupid how about those Lions though God almighty 
how can you have the number three pick and take a defensive back who was just one of the guys at Ohio State? That's it's unbelievable how stupid they've been for sixty years there. Yeah, I actually I follow a couple Detroit like Detroit radio hosts who you know, and they were mostly just wanting a quarterback. They wanted Tua because they think Matt Stafford is mediocre and has been there for eight or nine years. So I think they're mad that they didn't take Tua, Pat, in Detroit. Or take, you know, killer linemen. They're always, they never have any offensive linemen. Take the best offensive linemen. But you, you can't take it. You know, you can take Dion third, right? This guy ain't Dion. If it's not Dion, you can't take a cornerback third the draft. What a bunch of nutheads. But if they did something smart, Patrick, they wouldn't be the Lions and it'd be no no fun. So thank you to the Detroit Lions. I was trying to look and see if the Vikings have ever not been in the same division as them. Because it was kind of, they were actually, Detroit was in the West when the Vikings first came into the NFL. So they, the greatest thing, the greatest good fortune in the Vikings' history is they've spent 59 years in the same division as the Detroit Lions. <laughs> that's the greatest thing that's ever happened to them because you know that if you suck in a decade, you're still going to go 13-7 and seven against them, right? Yeah. Worse, worse, worse. And generally, you know, those, the, the, uh, the stat I always – uh, site is Mike Tice and Brad Childers were combined sixteen and one against the Detroit Lions. Wow! Wow! And so and they and this is how it happens. You get you draft some guy third that only you know Mel Kuyper's ever heard of. It's, it's uh, they, apparently they tried to move and they tried to trade and it, it was kind of like Ticey. Pretty soon they had fifteen seconds left to go, so they had to take this guy and. Uh, it's just uh, it's unbelievable. What did you guys think of the uh, of the interactive uh, draft? I loved it, Pat. The, the my only disappointment the whole night was no no technical glitches. I was hoping for a train wreck with all the moving parts involved in this. But kudos to everybody over at ESPN and and NFL Network. It was a smooth operation. No glitches that I caught. At least nothing glaring. And and does this cut down on the guys on Twitter? Uh, being able to tell us two minutes ahead of time who a team team took before he's introduced. I saw very few spoilers. They they were instructed to stop that altogether, I think, two or three three years back because the league got mad at ESPN for it. Some of them kept... It was like a Yahoo sports account, right? Yeah. There was somebody that still had the picks and would try it. But the fact that they aren't, the fact that they aren't marching up there and you don't have to get the name in as, you know, the name probably isn't out there sooner, you know, like three minutes early, like it used to be. But, uh, I guarantee you, if I gave that much about the NF, gave that much of a damn about the draft and was in a position, this would have been like the highlight of my life to be able to tweet out the draft choice two and a half minutes before I was introduced. This would have been even better than giving out the Olympic results seven hours before they're on TV. It would even, even be better. Rami, one of our great bits. On, uh, well, I think Phil, did you, did you and I ever do an Olympic together? Were we ever? Uh, we we did. Together? We did. I did not approve as someone who was looking to watch those highlight yeah. shows at night. But prime t- we called it time prime time preview. Uh, uh, Robbie, and then like 
We'd, I'd be in the middle of a conversation and say, by the way, Tara Lipinski won the figure skating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would people get mad? Not only, not only was there no, no spoiler alert, there was no hit that it was coming beforehand. We just throw it out there. You so bad, oh, Pat. If you were if you were one of these coaches or general managers, and uh, you had to have a Zoom set up for the cameras <laughs> to jump in on you, like Mike Mike Zimmer had, you know, his little taxidermy basement last night, yeah. and what what would your setup have been last night? I might have been just like Andy Reid, there was a drink and a bad shirt, looking at the phone and not paying attention to anybody. That would have been it, right? Andy was great. His little Tommy Bahama shirt. He's already got his Super Bowl ring. He doesn't give a damn. Jerry Jones boat, man. Jerry Bo- Jones 250 mil boat, I think, is the way to yeah, go right well, now. Yeah, rub, rub, your, rub your nose. Rub it rub it in everybody's face. Exactly. Right? How much money they got, just yep. rub it in their face. Yeah. Hey, they got to get Trent Williams today, don't they? They should. I mean, God almighty, he said apparently there's no market for him. You know, right. might not even have to give him a third. You might be able to give him a fourth and a fifth. Or well, something. Cleveland, the Jets, and the Bucks were all supposedly, oh. you know, all took tackles, so they're all out. And they took they took all the tackles. Yeah, yeah they they're all the they're tackles. out. So, yeah, he's sitting right there. Yeah, I would think. Now, what the, the theory, though, is if you don't pay him, he'll do what he did last year and only play, you know, only come in on that last day before his – Yes. What they game ten or something like that. That's it. They're also in the contract. So, but God, he's only thirty one. You know, I, mm-hmm. I I don't know. How about you know, How about uh, how about giving him one of our guys for him and another draft trace to get to get the cap money to give yeah. him a contract? Yeah, it makes I mean, sense. He's the, he's the answer. These guys. I mean, I, some of these offensive linemen are, are supposed to be pretty good, but. They won't be as ready as Trent Williams will be. Oh. Uh, Pat, how, how do you think Rick Spielman feels waking up in the morning for night two and three of the draft, having 12 draft picks in his pocket, though? Well, I think it's... Uh, I think that uh, he could star in a porn movie right now. <laughs> that was put very tastefully. I was wondering how you were going to phrase that. <laughs> Well, I was trying. That's not that tasteful. But it's more no, but it's better than what you could have said. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's, it could have been worse. My first thought was more immediate than that, but yes, that's correct. Are you saying his mast could have helped Jerry Jones' yacht set sail? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Well, are you kidding? 14 picks in a draft? Unreal. Well, we got like two or three for losing guys, right? Or did, Are they kicking next year? Were these for last year? No, they got two or three for this. For the okay. for uh, the past year or so, yes. I'm not impressed with the draft conversation. Though. Are you? You're not a Justin Jefferson guy. Well, he's okay. Yeah, I like him, but uh, he's not like a burner. And they talk about him as a slot receiver. I don't want a slot receiver. I want somebody who's going to run by people. And uh, you know, because slot receivers to me are dime a dozen. And the other guy, I don't know anything about the cornerback, but uh, you know, Zim would pop in there and say no. It's more important for me to get a quarterback than to, to get a left tackle. Now, if they got Trent Williams in their pocket, then it's a good draft choice. So, yeah. if they get Trent Williams, then we can give him give Rick all kinds of credit. If he doesn't, then he's an idiot. Yeah. Well. So it's uh. But Packer fans, uh, man alive, that 
Can you imagine how easy it was to suck him in with that false tweet about Rodgers being inconsolable? <laughs> it was a great uh, it tweet. It is funny. It was a fantastic tweet. It is funny. We need some welfare yeah. checks on our Packer fan friends. Yes, you know what? And I'm not real good at taking a second look at, at the Twitter account to see if it's verified or something, something like that. And I did see that reaction. I didn't really react much to it, but I did see that quote without realizing it was a phony. I um, almost I, retweeted it because I think I think Johnny K I think Johnny K might have retweeted it last night, and I trust him with everything. But mm-hmm. um, if if yeah. it wasn't Johnny K, sorry for slandering you. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, but Johnny, yeah, it was Johnny K. I, okay, I, so I'm apologizing today, but. Johnny K's got an excuse. He is uh, quarantined, taking orders from that daughter of his, man. <laughs> she's tough. She's, she doesn't put up, she doesn't brook it. She's about six. She doesn't brook any fools, I want to tell you that. She's a beauty. Exactly. All right, Pat, yeah. we got to go. We'll, re- we'll recap rounds two through seven with you on Monday. So bring your notes. Yeah. All right. Especially seven. All right. How's, Ra- how's, uh, how's Randy doing? Randy nailed Justin Jefferson as as one of the Vikings' first round picks, Again. and oh, he, and he's got a couple other ones that might fall in the third round here. So we'll see. All right, go All right. Randy. See you. All right. Yeah, and his pizza's disinfected, so he's yeah. going to be just fine. He's going to. You be know what? Randy shit. started that. Before he was we ahead were of the curve as a country Randy, to start that. Randy was way ahead of the curve, Judd. Oh, I'm spraying all my food now. Score North live coverage of night two of the NFL draft starts in just a couple minutes. Here with Matthew Collar and Judd Zolgad, wrapping with Royce as always, is powered by Josh Arnold Investments. And right now it's time to talk to Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, where you always get straight talk, not sugarcoated advice. You can get that straight talk by calling Josh direct. His number nine five two nine two five five six zero or you can listen to Josh right now with the Market Minute. Hi, Josh. Judd, big day on Wall Street. A very nice, nice, nice move up as the Dow finished up 260 points, uh, ending what has been a negative week on the, on the positive. The S&P 500 also finished up, mostly on the strength of the leading what I call mega stocks. That's Microsoft, Apple, Google, and Amazon all had positive days today. And next week, those four companies plus uh, McDonald's, Starbucks, Gilead, 3M are going to report their earnings, and it's going to be a very interesting week. Uh, The biggest uh, biggest uh, days of the week are Wednesday and Thursday when Microsoft and Google report their earnings on Wednesday. Apple and Amazon report their earnings on Thursday after the uh, close of the market. Uh, do be prepared because these companies have been market leaders uh, through this uh, government-mandated uh, recession and stock market sell-off, they have gone down the least and have come back, I'm not going to say the most, but have come back very, very strongly. Uh, Do be prepared that much is expected uh, by analysts for these companies. So any uh, disappointment uh, could uh, produce a little bit of a sell-off. And should there be any sell-off, I would take advantage of that to add to the to the mega stocks. 
Additionally, because we, we mentioned this last night, people are betting on the football draft. Two companies uh, that give you both direct and in, indirect participation in this include uh, Draft Kings, uh, which uh, came came out, I'm not going to say came out today, but uh, Draft Kings started trading as Draft Kings uh, today rather than the uh, special purpose entity it, it was before that. But Draft Kings had a nice uh, move today, uh, hitting a high of $20.75 but closed at 1935. DraftKings gives a probably the only pure play in online uh, betting with two of the states uh, that it's in Pennsylvania, well, I'll say Pennsylvania, New York, it's three states, Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey, um, you know, allowing, allowing this currently outside of uh, Las, Las Vegas. Penn Gaming... Uh, he has an indirect relationship with the online betting through through uh, Barstool Sports. Both of these companies um, will be, I'll say, solid uh, participants in this online uh, betting as it expands, and particularly given the amount of money that states are going to generate uh, from this these endeavors so something to uh, pay attention to pen gaming as is true of the other uh, casinos both regional and international uh, have suffered uh, greatly through this um, through the through the virus and have seen their shares uh, I'll say hurt significantly but as things start changing and the economy starts opening up, uh, do know that they offer some reasonable upside. And if you want to find a way rather than doing going there, you could take a look at the real estate investment trusts that own uh, the casinos as another way to participate and generate some income. You want more information? Don't hesitate to give me a call at the office, 952-925-5608. You'll see how these can participate in your investment uh, portfolio. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 